I'm Arya Schwartz, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. Early in the season, the WNBA has had some surprises, and some might say disappointments. The Mystics started off strong, but back-to-back losses versus the Sun leave some questions. We're here to discuss. show please consider joining the patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com both sites have some amazing content these days so please make sure to check it out we even have some free betting advice until all-star break over on patreon um if you're looking for a fun new way to enjoy the w well at this point maybe not new way but join us on playback our w watch parties use the link playback.tv forward slash windsider that's playback.tv forward slash windsider and hey you never know we're going to do a merch giveaway all right welcome back to the windsider show this episode matt cohen fills in for rachel galligan and joins me to speak about one of the more interesting teams in the early season uh the washington mystics but before we get into that matt um any other teams in in the league so far in this early early season that have not performed as you expected surprised in a positive or a negative way i think chicago i think we have to get it out mm-hmm. right away and say chicago and and the and the job that james wade has done there has been really really impressive um coming in i think a lot of people weren't sure how all those pieces were going to fit together he gave up a lot to get mabry to the team from dallas but so far, it's been a pretty strong showing from Chicago. They've really bonded together. They're using defense as their identity. And they're going to have some ups and downs for sure. But so far, um, the Windsider coach um, of the week or the month so far, first one, uh, James Wade, it certainly has he's shown that, that this team is here to play. Yeah, no, I got to agree. I mean, look, there's there was let, let me bury the hatchet on this one. There was a lot of discussion on, on who should get it. Uh, talk of Steph White, who won the league's award for the first month. Um, talk of Kurt Miller in LA. You know, yes, a one and two record, um, but I think the record doesn't depict what we've seen from that team. Also, I think it's a very interesting aspect. There's so many different avenues to weigh, discuss, whatever, like who has been impressive and who hasn't. Obviously, it all comes down to our own perspective. I think it's easy to look at the Sun, the Liberty, the Aces, and the Mystics and say, we have this expectation. Yes, there's some question marks, but this is the expectation we have for you. You should be a top-tier team. Um, And then you have, like, the Sky, uh, the Sparks, the Storm as kind of that confusion of, hey, this is such a different team. We've seen such change. We don't know. Um, And then you got Minnesota, Indy, you know, Dallas, and the Dream. Um, as kind of, uh, and, and yeah, those are the ones <laughs> as kind of, I was worried I missed a team and someone was going to call me out, um, as kind of the teams that we have our, our own individual thoughts. I feel like that's the three classifications of the league right now. It's the teams that we all expect to be good to some degree, right? Then we have the teams that like are so new, we don't know. And then we have the teams that we all have our opinions on, um, 
and there's a lot of question marks, but n no one really, to a, a general extent, really seems uh, to agree. So I I'm with you on that. But to the point at hand, right, the, the Washington Mystics. And I think the Mystics and Connecticut are similarly like such identical teams in the sense of we know their rosters have the star power to contend for a championship. We know their rosters have the depth to compete against anybody in this league. The big questions in general for those two teams have been, okay, you have a new coach. How does that impact what we already know about this team in a good way or a bad way? Um, and then more specifically for DC, it's look coming into this season you and I talked very openly, very candidly about the offensive concerns that this team is going to have. Adding an elite defensive, all defensive, first team, second team, whatever you want to call it, player um, in Brittany Sykes and Slim is a bonus. No one's going to argue that. But historically, what has stopped this Mystics team during the big T and now in the currently little T days has been the lack of backcourt scoring consistently. Ariel Atkins will go MIA randomly. Um, and we'll talk more about her in a moment. Elena Deldon and Shakira Austin are having a great season to start, and their front court is elite, um, but just really struggling on the backcourt. And when you look at it, like, is there an answer on this roster? Is it a style of play? Are they tapped? I mean, obviously it's very early, so everything can be adjusted. I, I'm just curious, like, what's your overall assessment? So there's a few things I think happening here. Um, the first I, that I think is a league-wide trend that we're seeing is this change and chemistry piece. I think there's been a lot of movement this offseason. A lot of teams are trying to figure out what pieces do we have? What's new here? How is this working? A lot of teams got new coaches. So even the rosters that had some of the, the fewer changes to it, like a, a Washington, for example, there still is going to be that adjustment period. And I think that's really what the Mystics are, are struggling with right now is still trying to figure out not what our identity is, because I think it's still very much defense like it was last year, but trying to figure out how we all come together. Slim adds a really nice punch to that offense, but I think in the in the scheme that Coach Tebow is trying to put together, I'm not so sure if they figured that out yet. They also played four games in the first, what was it, like eight nights of the league, or if not fewer than that. I mean, they, they played a lot of games early. They were, I think they were the only team that played that many early on, and there wasn't a whole lot of practice time. And I think there was some fatigue and some rust, and I think those were some part, parts of those issues. The offensive issues, though, for this team have gone back last year and if not beforehand. We, we, you and I talked about, as you mentioned, the offense, we were hoping it was going to change. Side note real quick, but it, uh, four games in seven days. Continue. Thank you. Four games in, se in seven days. Thank you for that. Um, the offense hasn't changed much. We feared that it probably wouldn't, and it hasn't. They're 10th in points per game. They're last in three-point shooting. They're ninth in offensive rating. They're just not producing on the offensive end. And right now, I think part of it is I think that Eric is still trying to figure out what kind of structure he wants offensively. Is it a read and react? Is it more sets and actions? Is it getting them more comfortable with moving off the first read and seeing the second and third option? That's where I think the biggest issue is right now. Um, and I think the team is just trying to figure that out. 
They supposedly had a, a, a all-week practice of focusing on offensive sets and trying to run through those different reads. So tonight, I'll be very curious against the Wings to see how that's changed. Yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting. I mean, and also, look, there, there's so many – we have, right, the Natasha Cloud – are like I'm a shooter talk, right? Uh Ariel Atkins, an elite two-way player, um, who I get a lot of slack uh for calling out an early season struggle, right? We're talking about in four games, eight point eight point eight points a game instead of her career average of thirteen three. Similar rebounds, similar assists, similar steals, similar blocks, similar turnovers, field goal percentage down ten percent. Okay, three point percentage. 36 career average to 11.8 okay and she's getting one more foul a game so to me like am i worried about that no she's an elite pro she has been a pro since she joined this league it feels like she's been playing forever i know she's only been in since 2018 but like it's crazy because it feels like she's one of those vets who like stepped in immediately and was a vet um similar i always say to like diamond to shields like there's certain Shakira Austin too. There's players who join and it's like, I don't consider you a rookie. I'm not holding you to rookie standards. I'm holding you to veteran standards. Um, that's, that's been the real, the real question to me. I'm curious for you. Like, let's look at their bench a little bit. Tolliver, Shatori. Um, who are you looking for? Like, who are you looking for to be that piece? And and is it wrong of me to consistently compare this team to the championship team of 20 of like I compare them to all of these teams over the past since 2017 really, or 2018, let's say just like that whole period of time since Atkin joined the team. It's almost been like the same story and they only figured it out one year and that one year they figured it out and it worked and it was great. and It was perfect. They won the championship. Um, but it seems like they need somebody as that bench piece who can come in like an aerial powers and be an impactful high octane offensive threat. Yeah, I will say this. It is and it is not fair to compare to the 2019 team. <laughs> I know you're going to do it anyway, but I mean, I think it's fair because the, most of this core is still here. And so I think you're right. They have only figured it out once. It is hard to repeat. It is hard to win again in that kind of span. We'll see if the Aces are, are able to do it this year. They seem most poised to. Spoiler alert. But in terms... Won't. Sorry. Can you... <laughs> I, I've seen the future. The W is rigged. No, Jeff, go. <laughs> I think for this Mystics team, I think the piece that, they, that they're missing right now is that, as you said, is that Ariel Powers role. And I think they want Maisha Hines-Allen to play in that role. Maisha Hines-Allen has been out all season. She's not playing tonight against the Wings. It's hopeful right now there's some possible ray of sunshine in the mix that she might be playing tomorrow at Saturday night against the Lynx. Time will tell how she responds today from, from shoot-around and whatnot, but I think that's been a big piece that they've missing. They, the, the front court has been strong. Tiana Hawkins has been really, really good for them. Um, you talked about Austin. You talked about Elena. That It's been a good front court for them, but they're still missing the energy. They're still missing... Um, someone who can come off and get that scoring punch off the bench. And while Maisha did have a bit of a down year last year, I think if she's back and healthy, that's the kind of bench piece that's missing that might help round this team out a little bit. And I just want to like, let's, let's look at it. Everyone's going to look at me and go, well, they're two and two. They lost to Connecticut. Connecticut's a top three team. It's not a big deal. They also beat New York and they beat Chicago. Here's the thing. 
They beat Chicago by two points on a late second mm-hmm. three, right? So, like, that was a much closer game than just a dub. Um, right. You look at the Connecticut games, and it just looked played out almost. Um, now, obviously, that New York game, we saw the flash of what this team could be. Elite defense, great ball movement, hitting shots. Um, and I just want to point out the Washington Mystics are yet to miss a free throw so far this season. Um, I know. Crazy. Oh, wait. Sorry, wow. sorry, sorry. I'm looking at Ariel Atkins' stats. I got confused. Um, <laughs> had the wrong ones up. But no, like you look at it and you go, okay, Dallas is going to be a really fun kind of litmus test for this team. Um, we talked about this coming into the season, kind of what do we expect? What do we want to see change from this team? And, and I think our consensus, our belief was, it's not that we want to see things change. It's that they were missing a piece and they didn't get that piece in this draft. They didn't get that piece um, during free agency. I mean, you and I were just screaming at a wall throughout all off season. Like, what are you doing? You need an offensive piece. Like you already are an elite defensive team. You need somebody to score. Who's sco- like, come on, let's get it together. Um, Elena Deladon has been magnificent to start just not only that but like she's she's logging 33 minutes right like it's not like she's playing a limited role it's this is not the elena deladon we've seen of recent and like what do you think the potential is of that front court of delhi and shakira i think it could be one of the best front courts in the league i mean the way that Elena is playing right now. She's back. She's healthy. She's playing the big minutes, like you said. That you know, short corner turnaround fadeaway that she does, the patented EDD shot. I mean, it's been killer. She's a bucket up and down the court. You just—it's—it's it's hard to stop her. And I think that's what makes this team so frustrating. Is you have a fulcrum like that for your offense. You don't need that much more to, to step up. I mean, if Tosh wants to call herself a, sh- a shooter and a scorer, great. Um, but she doesn't have to carry the load there. Elena can do that. Austin, she's really developed that like over the right shoulder, left-handed spin move to the bucket. I don't know if she got it in Israel. I don't know if she just got it somewhere else in the off season, wherever, but she's looking really sharp after a little bit of a sluggish first game. Um, but the two of them together can be really, really good. And I think if you've got Austin who can score, if you've got Elena who can score, and you're supposedly have Ariel, who is typically a really good scorer. You don't need a ton of other pieces to pick up the pace. You just need enough of that oomph to help. So whether or not Eric is going to change sets or implement new ones, or if he's going to just let it be more of a read and react offense, time will tell. But for in terms of the front court, it's, it's definitely one of the best in the league. And a little thing, because we were talking about front court and back court, whatever, like Atkins is shooting 11% from three. Cloud shooting 14% from three, okay? And she's basically doubled her turnovers. So the issue, and, and, and this is the layout of this team, right? It's you have an elite, you have the one of the best players, arguably the best player in the world, if not top three player in the world, um, in Elena Deldon. You have Shakira, who's an up-and-coming star. You have Chrissy Tolliver at the last, you know, page of her book, uh, whatever the you know um we got you (laughs) hopefully the listeners did too um but it's 
I've, and I've been saying this for years. It comes down to, you know, Natasha Cloud, you don't need to be a shooter. You need to hit a couple of shots when, you know, EDD's getting getting triple team. You need to hit those open looks. That, that's the issue is, and eventually I think these shots are going to fall because we've seen enough of these players throughout their career to understand what the median is. Um, and most realistically, if they're going on this shooting drought, they're probably going to like go on a hot streak soon because that's just how stats work. Um, it's it's just struggling for me. It's a, it, it's it's definitely a conundrum of like it, I don't know. It just they get so stagnant, they get so stuck. It's and I know you're coming at it from a, I'm tr- I'm trying to throw some stats at you because I know you're a stats guy. Um, but I'm just coming at it from the eye test rule, and it's just like. Bad offensive, slow sets. I know we talked about this. It doesn't look like a team that is focused on sharing the ball. It almost feels like, okay, I I don't know. I I don't want to like jump to conclusions, but it it definitely does not feel like the cohesive unit that we've seen um, throughout, you know, the, you wouldn't call it a dynasty, but just like, upper echelon team the Washington Mystics have been since 2018. Um so I am I'm I'm very very curious for this team and I'm and I'm very curious for this Dallas Wings game but even to like I mean even let's look a little bit further than the Dallas Wings cuz then they play Minnesota that should be an easy win. Seattle twice that should be an easy like Dallas is the last real challenge they have arguably until june 16th or 18th between phoenix or chicago right. now phoenix i think a lot of people will say what the hell are you talking about they still got bg um mm-hmm. and and more so than anything i'm excited to see what that that elite front court does to the front court of bg and b and Bree turner because like to in my mind like yeah we got stewie like here like let's lay it out right the best front courts in in the league right now is asia and candace Mm-hmm. Stewie and JJ, Shakira and EDD, and BG and Bree Turner. Like I don't know of another front court that's on that level. I'm trying to think if I'm disrespecting missing. Um, I guess. Oh, I guess AT and Bree Jones. Yeah. All right. That's I should have picked that up right away when I said disrespect. Um, mm-hmm. but I I I don't know. I think having the the youth of Shakira Austin is such a weapon for Elena Deladon because it takes some of that wear and tear off her body. Shakira is young. She can bang down low. Um, she can drive to the basket. She's really, really fast, like underratedly fast. What do you think mm-hmm. is going to be the thing? Like, is it as simple as looking at shooting percentages, final scores? What are you looking for over these next five games one against dallas one against minnesota two seattle and one against indiana like what what are the things that will kind of make you more concerned or less concerned so generally i am expecting them to win those games i mean it's it's no disrespect to those teams um the indiana one should be a feisty one i hope that is with Aliyah boston and and going up against which is she going to guard um Shakira or Elena or what, what Melissa Smith is going to do. Um, I think that'll be a really fun battle for that one. But I'm looking for, we, we know we know what this team can do defensively. So as you've been talking about, I'm focused on offensively. I want to see how this team responds when the first read isn't there. So they'll put, um, 
slim in an Iverson set where she crosses through the you know across the um, the, the the free throw line from one side to the other. But then that pass isn't there. So where are they going next? And and what you're talking about, it looks stagnant because they run a set or they'll run an action and then they'll stop when the first read mm-hmm. isn't there. And then they're like, okay, well now what are we going to do? Now do we go ISO for cloud downhill? Do we do just give the ball to Elena and let her do her thing? And sometimes that works. But too often, as we talked about last year and this year, there's not enough movement. There's not enough other things happening. So I'm looking for on offense, if there's a pick and roll and the ball is supposed to go to Shakira on the roll and she's tagged and nobody else, and it's not there for her, where is Cloud going next? Is she going to finish the drive? Is she kicking it out to Ariel? Where's the next read? That's what I'm paying most attention to because I think that will be telling after this week of practice, what do they do tonight? What do they do tomorrow? And how do they continue to build that offensive consistency in the next week or so? Yeah, it's interesting hearing you say that. Like, obviously, I'm going to come at it from more of an eye test perspective, but, like, it very much looked like um, Cloud wasn't searching for mismatches. Right. Like I often feel like a point guard who is like a true point guard who's doing their game at their best is 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 like one of those. I don't know, in the movies where it's like a robot scanning or whatever. And it's like, boop, 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 no, boop, 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 no, boop, 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 mismatch. Boop, boop. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then like exactly. and try and take advantage of that or understand that, like in the plays that are being drawn up and the plays that you're going through, the sets that you're going through, as you want to call it, like there's going to be mismatches naturally. And sometimes to the point you're making of looking around and, and, and finding other avenues is like, if there's a mismatch feeding that mismatch, not necessarily that that person's taking the shot, but that right. will cause possibly a defense to collapse, leaving somebody else open for a better shot. And, and, and it's going through that progression. Sometimes it feels like basically now I'm just repeating what you've said in dumber language, but going through your progressions <laughs> And understanding that if you trust your teammates, if you trust the ball, then you're going to find the best shot. And I think that's what worked to bring back 2019. That's what worked in 2019. Um, That's, you know, what they've done better and worse at at a variety of times. And I think kind of the, the fundamental decision for this season is going to be, can they do that or are they going to be just stuck in their ways um, trying to play too much hero ball or trying to rely too much on their heroes before we wrap up this episode. So I just want to get it on record. Normally Rachel and I do a pick them of the upcoming games. Since we're talking mystics, let's do pick them of their next five games. Do you think they go five and zero? Oh? Dallas, Minnesota, Seattle, Seattle, Indiana. I think they go four and one. They lose to Indiana. Ooh. Ooh, twisty. Yeah. I think I think they'll come out against Dallas. They'll play their game. I think Dallas, even with Kalani Brown there now, I think they're still just a little too depleted in the front court with Tierra now in Turkey playing for um playing basketball pro there for a little bit. Um I think that they'll take care of Seattle, take care of Minnesota. The Seattle in Seattle, both of them might be I don't know, Seattle might might give them a little bit of a fit, but I think they'll come back against Indiana, and I think Indiana's just they're they're a feisty, fun bunch, and I just think that Indiana will 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 take a bite out of them and uh, bring them down a little bit. Yeah, honestly, Indiana's the game that I'm most intrigued by. Obviously, like Dallas, I think is going to be a good game. I expect after a nice little six day break, whole week off, 
um, they're going to come out firing. I think that's just kind of typical them. They're pros. Minnesota, it's a loss. Um, <laughs> like, let, let's be real. They're looking much better, but like oh, yeah. Minnesota does not have an answer for that. Um, and like the whole Shakira Deli combo versus Shepard and whatever fee is going to be troublesome. Although shout out to fee dropping a 30 stack last night playing point Huge. guard. Um, loved it. I, I love basketball when it's like, forget positions, just put the ball in our best player's hand. Um, it's great. Seattle. I, I normally, I would say, um, like, look, <laughs> Minnesota to Seattle, they have a week off essentially. Right. Um, and then you have one day in between those two Seattle games, but you have time. Like I look at it, honestly, and this is simplistic, um, but I very much look at it in the sense of Deladon rest time where she's going to be at. That Indiana game is going to be tricky with that one travel day in between and then playing. Um, and that's kind of given the proximity of where they are traveling from one coast to the middle. That's, that's the question for me. Um, I'm going to go three and two cause I don't want to agree with you. Uh, Matt, we have a tradition with Rachel. Who's your goat? No answer. 